Hi everyone and welcome back to the Struggling Christian Podcast. Say that five times. I know I can't like I'm struggling just to say struggling. But anyways, welcome back. I'm back and it's been a while. It's been a long time, but I'm here again. And hopefully I'm here to stay. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure as yet, but I'm here and I would like to share what the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you guys. But before I do that, I have to reintroduce myself because you probably forget who I am. I'm Julia and I'm a Christian and I'm struggling just like everybody else. And as a Christian, sometimes we forget about our humanity. We forget that we are humans and as humans, we will go through struggles. We will go through difficult times. We feel like we're exempt from struggles, right? But we're not. So the intent of this podcast is to share what I'm struggling with, to share what I've been learning through the word of God and how it encourages me. And my hope is that it also blesses you and encourages you and gives you that nourish to pursue after God and his righteousness. Okay, so I hope everybody is staying safe and everybody's good and you're wearing your mask and all that good stuff. Okay, be blessed. I'm so excited about today's episode. I don't know if it's because I haven't been on here for such a long time, but I am extremely excited to share what I've been learning over the past couple of months. Um, I want to share on a topic that I am still having a difficult time with and I am still struggling through, but I still want to bring it to our awareness because it's something that we need to understand and we need to practice. So I want to talk about the struggle with generosity. So generosity, um, I have never sat down and thought to myself about whether or not I'm generous. You know, that never crossed my mind. And a lot of the times we ask God for more faith, for an increase in our knowledge and our understanding, for more of him, more of his spirit. We ask God um, for more of many things, but we don't ask God to increase our level of giving, to increase our capacity to give, to increase our generosity. A lot of us feel like our generosity is in the giving of our tithes. And before reading that scripture, I felt like, okay, I give my tithes and that's enough. That 10% is enough. And that is the way that I express my giving to God. So when whenever I get paid, I make it my priority to take out that 10% first before I do anything. And in a sense, I feel self-righteous about it because I feel like I'm doing a good thing. And I feel like I am being a good steward over my finances. And I'm satisfied and I'm happy with just giving that 10%. But that is not really <laughs> generosity. To me, that is responsibility. So I don't have issues with giving when it comes to something that I have to do. But when it comes to something that is a free choice, then I'm very stingy. So it's easy for me to give a tide. But a difficulty arises when it comes to giving an offering. I feel like I should be able to give freely 
but because I have this mentality that it's a choice, it's not required, it's up to me whether or not I want to give or not. I feel like it's not a responsibility, so I don't really have to do it, so I don't do it at all. I think what hinders us when it comes to being generous is the fact that our focus is on material things, it's on possessions. And a lot of us believe that we can only be generous through our finances. So my focus when it comes to generosity is finances. And because that's my main focus, I feel like I would not have enough for myself if I give. I feel like I'm robbing myself of my resources if I'm just giving it out freely. Another thing that hinders me when it comes to giving is that I don't want my hard-earned money to be misused or to be wasted by someone else. I also feel like it's not my responsibility to give you something because I don't know how you're going to use it or I don't know how you've used your finances in the past. And that is a selfish attitude to go about generosity. But that's my whole process when it comes to giving. And that's why I struggle so much with this area because I don't want to feel like I'm left wanting. Like I don't want there to be a case where I'm left without because I have to give in an area that I don't want to or I don't anticipate. And I'm sounding so selfish right now. But it is the truth. I'm still struggling with this area. It's something that I'm still dealing with. But going through the scriptures has helped me in wrapping my mind around the principles of generosity. So all these thoughts and all these hindrances to me being generous is based on my view that generosity has to do with giving money, has to do with giving off of my resources. Okay, so let's go into the scripture. We're going to be reading 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses verses 6 through 11. And I'm going to be reading from the ESV version. And it reads, The point is this, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all time, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, He has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. So initially, when I read the scripture for the first 15 times, I was kind of triggered by verse 6 because it says that whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. I felt like Paul was saying, you know, 
I'm asking you to give this offering, but I want you to give as much as you possibly can. And based on experience, um, growing up in church, you know, these types of scriptures will always be used around offering, ties on offering time. And there's a scripture that says, give and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom the same measure in which you give, the same measure you will receive. And before I even knew where that scripture came from, I already knew it by heart. And I feel like these types of scriptures is something that is used to force the hands of people. It was kind of traumatizing for me because of the stigma that is associated um, with that concept of giving to receive in the church. So this scripture, when used out of context, it implies that, you know, the more money that you give, the more money you, you will receive back for yourself. And the more you give of your possessions, the more possessions you will gain as a result of your giving. So if we just park right here at the scripture and we stay here and don't go further on, our motives and intentions for giving will be to receive, will be that we get something in return. We get some materialistic possession or we get finances as a result of our giving. So we will give not because God laid it upon our hearts and not because we know that it is the right thing to do in a given situation, but because we want to benefit from that given through gaining material possession. And when this is our approach to generosity, the focus is on ourselves. It's not on the person or the receiver, but it's primarily on ourselves and what we have to gain as a result of our giving in that area. And this is not the posture that our heart should be in when it comes to being generous, when it comes to giving freely to others. So backstory, chapter 8 of 2 Corinthians and chapter 9. Paul is trying to encourage the church at Corinth to follow through on the promise that they have made to collect an offering for the church in Jerusalem that was struggling financially. And so they were so enthusiastic about giving initially, right? They were very eager to give and their eagerness to give encouraged other people to give as well. But as time went on, like their desire and their enthusiasm for giving kind of dwindled out. So Paul had to encourage them to continue to collect that offering that you promised so that we can have um, a supply of resources to give to those who are in need in Jerusalem. That being said, Paul was not trying to force the Corinthians to give beyond their means or to to um or to give more than they wanted to give. He was just reminding them of the promise that they made to give to their Christian brothers and sisters that were in need at that point. So we see in verse 7, it says that each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So he's saying that 
don't give if you feel like you you're being forced to give don't give if you're under pressure or you're stressed out about about giving but you have to make that decision in your heart to give and here it's not about the quantity of the gift but it's about the quality of the gift it's about the posture of your heart in giving because God don't want you to give a gift that you are in remorse after you've given it he wants your giving to be done in joy if we look back at verse 6 for a moment I think when Paul uses the word sparingly and bountifully he is speaking about our willingness to give if we are willing to give freely then the same manner in which we give will be returned back to us and if we are resistant in giving then we would not be supplied with to give the scripture goes on to say that he will allow all grace to abound to you and having all sufficiency in all things in all times you may abound in every good work so god will provide the means necessary for you to be generous and he said he who supplies seed to the soul and bread for food will able to supply and multi multiply your seed for sowing so paul is using the analogy of farming to describe how we ought to give in order to receive a harvest, the seed has to be sown first. And if you sow a little bit of seed, if you put a little bit of seed in the ground, you cannot expect to get a great harvest. You will have a very small harvest. And if you sow a lot of seeds, then you will have a large harvest. And verse 10 says that he supplies seed to the sower and bread for food and will supply and multiply your seed for sowing so if we are stingy with our sowing then god cannot provide us with any seed to sow because there is still seed in our hands only when we are willing to release what we have in our hands can god fill and multiply our resources the struggle with generosity is that we believe that god blesses us for us what baffled me is the realization that Whatever we have, we only have it because God gave it to us. There is no way that we acquired it on our own. And what we have is not really ours, it's not for ourselves, but it's for someone else. A gift that God has placed on the inside of each and every one of us is not for ourselves. We cannot use our gift for ourselves. The benefit is not for us, but it's for others. So in the same way, the seed that God has given us, the things that God has blessed us with is for us to bless others, is for us to give to others. It says that God will enrich us in every way to be generous in every way. So as we exercise generosity, as the seed leaves our hands and goes into the soil, whatever the soil may be, God replenishes us with more, not for ourselves, but so that we can have to give unto others. That we will not be left depleted, feeling like we're lacking something. But he will fill us up with the capacity to fill others. And I'm not saying that God is not going to bless us 
for ourselves as well we will not receive any form of blessing but yes God blesses us but he blesses us in such a great measure that we are able to bless others we are able to overflow into the lives of other people we have to get rid of this stingy mentality that you know everything that we receive is for us you know the secure in the back mentality like I have to get this money for me we have to divorce the idea that it's all about what I can get for myself so it's only when we are willing to give freely that God can trust us with his resources that God can return give us a return and within that return we can return it back to him as we give to other people there there are multiple ways that we can be generous apart from our money and our possessions we can be generous with our time we can be generous with our energy we can be generous with a smile we can be generous with kindness we can be generous with love we can be generous with a listening air you know being available being supportive there are so many ways that we can be generous and and when we think about giving in the form of finances this does not always have to be done in the church sometimes we feel that we will be blessed if we give in the church yes the church needs money because we got bills to pay right but you can also be generous when you give outside of the church we have to have a willingness to give and our willingness to give cannot be as a result of our desire or the expectation that we will receive but we have to give not because of what we can receive but out of obedience to God I think this is a point that we have to take seriously because God is the one that we serve and our desire should ultimately be to please him in every way possible and so we give because God say to give and when we are obedient to God in our giving that fear that we have you know that fear that I discuss the hindrances that I discuss about having in terms of not knowing if my finances will be wasted or feeling that I lack or feeling like I would not have enough for myself. When I'm obedient to God in my giving, I can trust that he will provide. I can trust that he will sustain me. I can trust that he will not leave me in lack because he is my shepherd and he is my provider. And there is nothing that I would need if I'm doing it in God if I'm trusting God with my giving and trusting God that he will do whatever is needed through that gift that I'm offering. I mentioned that what we have is not really our own. It's not for us. Whatever God has given us is for someone else. And when we fail to exercise generosity, We can restrict the hand of God and we can rob someone else of a blessing that God really wants them to have. So God gives you something to give somebody else. But because you feel like that thing should be yours, you keep it to yourself, right? You keep it to yourself and you never release it. Now, you are first disobedient to God. 
And secondly, you will not receive anything else because your hands are full. So there's no room for you to receive anything else. God can no longer trust you to to be a blessing in somebody else's life in the way that he wants you to. And that other person would not receive the breakthrough or the miracle that they are waiting on. So our obedience to God when it comes to generosity and our willingness to give is a very serious thing. And it's something that we should really take the time out to consider. If we think of ourselves as a container, so God fills us up with resources, whatever it may be. And the only way that that container could be filled again is if it's empty. The only way that it can be emptied if you freely release or pour out what's in the container. What if you being kind to someone or being generous in the act of kindness is the only way that someone might experience or see what kindness looks like and know how to be kind to someone else? What if instead of spending the whole day watching Netflix, I decide to spend some time with my family. There are many ways in which we can be generous. And generosity is moving away from your desires and your needs and you, 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 and putting a focus on someone else. Not thinking about what I have to gain from this or what will I get in return. But having your focus on God, on someone other than yourself. So to wrap up, I want to say that when it comes to generosity, we have to remove the focus away from finances. Because there are many other ways in which we can be generous. And even in those other ways, we there can still be a fear of having whatever you have to offer being misused or being taken advantage of or you being depleted as a result of what you have to offer. However, we have to make a decision in our heart to give and what we want to give and how we want to give it and we have to be willing to do it. Our giving should not be done out of a place of what we can gain as a result, but our giving have to be in response to God's command, in obedience to God. And when we are obedient to God, our fear of loss diminishes because we can trust God to provide all that we need to be generous in any area at any given time because his word promises it. Amen. So I hope someone gets something out of this because I definitely got something and I want to put it to practice. One thing that I will advise, you know, everything in life, it takes practice before something could become a habit. We have to do it over and over again. So when it comes to generosity, I think one of the first steps that we can do is to make a decision in our heart about how you want to be generous. We can go as far as how I want to be generous for the year or as little as how I want to be generous for today or who I want to be generous to. So we can make that decision in our hearts 
about the ways in which we want to be generous so we can prepare ourselves so that it can be done with an attitude of joy and not out of a place of anxiety or pressure. So start small. Um, Generosity has to do with selflessness and we cannot operate in a space of selfishness when it comes to generosity because we have to remove ourselves and give attention to someone else and that is hard for a lot of us but like I said start small one step at a time God has given us a seed to sow and generosity is our willingness to freely sow that seed and only when we sow that seed that a harvest can be produced so we have two options either we place the seed in the ground so that it can produce a harvest or we hold that seed and keep it to ourselves if we decide to keep that seed to ourselves it will not benefit us and it will not benefit others meaning that if it's only in your hands and not in the ground it cannot do what it was what God intended for it to do if it's not planted if it's not sown it cannot grow and if it cannot grow it cannot produce the harvest so we have to be willing to make that decision that I am going to sow this seed because the only way that this seed can be beneficial is if I plant it. Another thing, generosity demonstrates our commitment to God and it also demonstrates our love to God and to other people. Sometimes we feel that we have to give sacrificially. We have to give beyond what we have and God discourages given in that way in 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 it says that a person should give according to what he has and not according to what he does not have your giving should not leave you in lack but you have to make the decision in your heart to give and God will place on your heart how much to give and how to give Okay, it's prayer time. But before I pray, I just want to make this point. You may feel um, uncomfortable with what I've said thus far because it may seem like I'm saying that we should give all that we have and we should empty ourselves in our giving. I know I talked about the container um, being emptied in order for it to be filled and sowing the seeds in the ground in order to gain a harvest or to receive a harvest because a seed has no benefits in the hand but it has to be planted in order for the full benefits to be manifested I know I talked about all that but with all that have been said the point is not that you should give all that you have the point is being willing to share what you have and giving all and sharing are two different things because when you share you still keep some for yourself and I know you probably heard that you should give until it hurts. But generosity is giving within your capacity to give or what you have available. Luke 3, 10 to 11 gives us an example of how we can give. It mentions that if you have two of something, you should share it with the one who has none. And whoever has food should do the same thing. Share it. 
with those who need it. So I just want to throw that thought out there, okay? God, I thank you. I thank you for every listening ear and everyone that um, struggles in this area of being generous. We understand that this is your command, but it's not always easy to comply in this area because we are so consumed with ourselves. But God, you know us and you know our hearts and you enable us to do the things that we cannot naturally do on our own. So God, I pray that you will intervene in our lives and give us the ability, God, to be generous. Show us the areas in our lives where you want us to be generous. Show us who, God, you want us to be generous to. Show us when to be generous. Show us how much to give, God. God, open our hearts, God, and give us the capacity to release what you have placed on the inside of us to release, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that we would not keep anything back that you want us to pour out, God. I pray for your leading and your direction. I pray, God, that we will acknowledge you, God, in our gift that we would not think is something that we have to do on our own, God. But God, we will invite you in our giving. We will invite you in the ways that we seek to be generous, God. And I pray that we would not depend on our natural way of thinking, but we will depend on your Holy Spirit to lead us and direct us. In all things, God, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.